The following podcast contains true stories of sex, kink, gender, or body image. Thanks for being a consenting adult, because here we go. All of my life, I've never fit, but I won't complain and I won't quit. I am enormous, get used to it. Everyone tells me I'm too much, maybe it's just you're not enough for me. I'm the kind of woman I'm supposed to be Welcome to the Body Storytelling Podcast. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour, and this week we have a story from comedian, actress, and feminist Kate Willett. How's your week going? I am in a mood right now. So, okay, take me with a grain of salt. Um, <laughs> I just read a review that somebody wrote on the podcast, and it pissed me off. And I'm kind of in that place in my life right now where I'm not going to take any shit anymore. So um, we're going to start out with that and we're going to work to a happier place, okay? If you're someone named Bizaboo, um, I just want to say this. You just fucked up my five stars on iTunes because you wrote me a bad review. And you also complained that the stories on this podcast are only five minutes long. Okay, I guarantee you. I'm the one who hosts the show. Every story is minimum 10 minutes long. Minimum. So you're wrong. And also, you know, sometimes when you get pissed off, you click on their name and you look at every review they've ever written. Every review this person has ever written was negative as shit. They only say bad things. So um, I don't know. Is there a lesson to be learned from this? Don't be that person. Don't be a person who only says bad shit and makes the world a harder place for people who are trying to create. Also, here's a thing that I probably should say that I don't ever say. We do have ads in this podcast. The reason for that is because I am not a technical person, so I do the recording, I do the hosting, I do the coaching, I'm the creator, and I send it off to someone else who needs to be paid a salary for their talent and their technical savvy and their ability to do the things I can't do. They want money for that. And the money that we get from our sponsors helps cover those costs pretty much that's all it covers y'all so you know if you go i wish this didn't have ads in it go to patreon doesn't have ads in it there or if you just want to support our sponsors that would be awesome too because if they see a return on their investment in body storytelling it's more likely that they are going to re-up with us and continue and sponsors mean this thing that is free for 99.9% .9 of the people who listen to it will, you know, be sponsored, continue. Sponsorship is important. So I didn't mean that to sound as negative as it sounded. I really didn't. But, you know, got my ire up. I got that out of my system. 
maybe it's because Thanksgiving kind of was a mess this year for me. I got invited to so many houses to have Thanksgiving. And when Thanksgiving arrived, all of the shit that's going on in my life, the breakup, the what's happening, where will I live, who am I going to be in 2022, I feel like a completely changing person. I couldn't manage being social on Thanksgiving. I couldn't do it. (laughs) Nothing is open on Thanksgiving. And I had no food in the house. I decided that I would go to Nathan's pie shop and I would get a pie. And when I arrived, people were six feet apart, socially distanced throughout the entire enormous mall parking lot. All three corners, just standing in line for hours. And I was like, I love pie but I guess I don't love pie enough. So then I decided to go to Boston Market and just get a, you know, plain old boring Thanksgiving meal. All Boston Markets in the world were open on Thanksgiving, except the one in my neighborhood, which when I got there had a big sign that says closed and it looked like they were doing some big catering jobs. So I could see them inside, but they were not going to serve me Thanksgiving dinner. So I went home. And I went through my pantry to see if there was anything that I could eat for Thanksgiving. And do you know what I had for Thanksgiving? (laughs) Uh, I went to Grocery Outlet apparently a few months ago and I bought a box of something called Birthday Cake Pebbles, which is like Fruity Pebbles. I had enough milk in the house to make a bowl of Birthday Cake Pebbles. And that is what I had for Thanksgiving. Do you feel sorry for me now? That was pretty, pretty pitiful. Okay, let's shift gears. After feeling sorry for myself for a few weeks, okay, a few long months, months, it's been months, I've decided to do something to turn around 2021. I had posted on social media to see if anyone I knew had an RV that I could rent. I went down and looked at one, and this is kind of me trying on my RV idea. It's me feeling safe in COVID, doing some travel. I'm going to go stay with some friends who have a guest house who've been offering it to me for a long, long time, and I'm going with my best friend, Lil P. So I am renting an RV, and for the very first time, which is stupid for someone who's been obsessed with RVs for all these years, I am doing an RV road trip in December. How about that? That feels good. I'm scary. What if my dream isn't something I can do? I'm not that handy. I, you know, I don't know. I know how to drive a vehicle. I've got a perfect driving record, but it still is scary because when you care about something a lot, it's scary to go, now I'm actually doing it. And I also wanted to say one more thing. I was reading an article today that was called The Secret to Great Sex. It's not what you think. It was in The Guardian, and there was this quote that I loved in this article. It said, For the magnificent lovers, says sex educator Emily Nagoski, the author of Come As You Are, the surprising new science that will transform your sex life. Sex became a way to know themselves and their partners more fully. It was a way to play and explore together, to become vulnerable with one another, to go on an adventure. And for many, she points out, it led to feeling more at peace with who they are and more satisfied in their lives generally. It's really powerful stuff. I read that and I went, is she talking about sex? Or is she talking about storytelling? Because I see all of those things happen 
every time people try and tell a story to each other, especially when they get on a stage. Just watching them step off and watching the camaraderie and the friendship that blossoms and the adventure they are taken on. And I don't know, it just like those felt like the same thing. I'm going to include a link to it in the show notes, the episode notes for this episode. And uh, check this article out. I thought it was fascinating. And who doesn't want to know how to have great sex? I think we're all in for that. Okay, how about that? I got that out of my system. Thank you for listening. And if you would like to go on iTunes, and if you would like to go fix the fuck up that happened, which is I had five stars, and now it got knocked down because of that bad review. I love written reviews. I get to read your words. I get to hear what you think. And you'll help me restore this thing that was thrown off by somebody who likes to complain. Oh, shit. Was I complaining? Okay, I'll stop now. Self-care is so important. And here's a pro tip. You can treat your body well on the inside and the outside with Uber Lube. Lube is the key to maximizing pleasure, whether alone or with a partner. And when it comes to lubrication, nothing beats Uber Lube. It's a luxurious, high-grade silicone lubricant made from clean, body-safe ingredients. And it's free of nasty additives like parabens, preservatives, petrochemicals. And thousands of doctors recommend UberLube for its simple ingredient list. UberLube offers long-lasting performance when you want it. Then it quickly dissipates without leaving any sticky residue. It cleans up easily. There's no flavor or scent. And it's great for all kinds of play. You know, vaginal, oral or anal. And right now they're offering Body Storytelling listeners a special offer, 10% off and free shipping when you use my code D-I-X-I-E at uberlube.com. If you're going to add to those magic moments, you want to make sure it's done with the highest quality, most body safe ingredients. Remember, you get 10% off and free shipping. Just use the code Dixie at uberlube.com. Pleasure is self-care. So give it a try. UberLube lets you feel what you want to feel. Did you know that Dipsy now has over 500 sexy stories, sleep scenes, and wellness sessions waiting for you to discover? Right now, I'm loving their new UK Takeover series, featuring the lilt of Irish barmen, the voices of English doms, and more. Dipsy is an audio app full of short, sexy stories designed to turn you on. They feature believable characters and stories that transport you to a better place. And Dipsy releases new stories every week. So there's always more to explore, no matter who or what turns you on. Plus, Dipsy also has wellness sessions and bedtime soundscapes to help you relax before you drift off to sleep. Best of all, Dipsy offers you unlimited access to their library of hundreds of short, sexy stories. So what are you waiting for? I know you love stories because you listen to this podcast. They know it too. So right now, Dipsy is offering a 30-day free trial when you go to dipsystories.com slash D-I-X-I-E. That's a 30-day free trial when you go to D-I-P-S-E-A stories.com slash Dixie. Savor some new sexy stories, practice self-care, and head over to dipsystories.com right now. And tell them I sent you by using the promo code Dixie. Are you ready for a story? 
Well, let me tell you about this week's storyteller. Kate Willett is a comedian, actress, and writer whose raunchy feminist storytelling is both smart and relatable. She's the author of the Audible original Dirtbag Anthropology. She just made her network debut on The Late Show with Stephen Colbert, and she has a 15-minute special on Netflix's comedy lineup. She's the co-host of the political comedy podcast, Reply Guys. She has been a correspondent for The Jim Jeffries Show at Politicon and a featured comic at Viceland's Flophouse. Her appearance on Comedy Central's This Is Not Happening was on Splitsider's list of best late-night stand-up sets. In the past, she toured with Margaret Cho nationally and internationally, and she has appeared in the Just for Laughs Montreal Comedy Festival, Limestone Comedy Festival, Laughing Skull Festival, Big Sky Festival, Bridgetown Comedy Festival, San Francisco Sketchfest. She performed with us at Sketchfest, and that's what this week's story is from. And High Plains. Podcast appearances include Doug Loves Movies, Bad Faith, Basic Witches, The Bullseye, Jordan Jesse Go, Risk, and now Body Storytelling. This storyteller is my friend, Kate Willett. San Francisco misses you, Kate. Okay, so I'm just letting you know I'm starting it off kind of gross, so I hope you're down. Um, Because I was, and that's how we got here. Um, So, uh, while I live in this, like, art commune, it's this place where there's a lot of dudes with, like, man buns and sage, and, um, like, it's just the whole thing smells really armpit-y, and... Um, like, it's hard to have an argument there with people because they're like, I think Mercury's just in retrograde. And um, there's this dude that lived there. His name, we're going to call him Kevin because it's similar to his name, uh, but it's not it. And um, he was a... He, he lived directly downstairs from me and you know right when I moved in um, like he was like helping me take out the recycling I mean it was like both of our tour but he acted like he was helping me and um, you know and then like one day we just started making out and you know I was like I don't know if this is a good idea and he was like would you want to sit on my face and it's like that was the offer I could not refuse and so we started we started a relationship, um, which I, I didn't think I could have a relationship because I'm a stand-up comedian. I perform like every night, and it's like it's really hard uh, to be able to date somebody, you know, because like usually like a guy's like at work uh, during the day, and you know I, I'm performing at night. But like this guy had no job, so it was perfect. And um, so it's just like a dream situation. Like we live together, but like without like committing to that. And you know, so I would just wander downstairs. And uh, then a few months into the relationship, he lets me know that he has gotten an additional girlfriend. And um, I was not happy about that. Um, like I'm, I, you know, I might be polyamorous or like at least you know flexible on it or whatever. Like I, I dated like a couple polyamorous clowns for a while, and I don't know. I mean. <laughs> As most of you probably have, right? Like, did a whole car full, right? But, uh, but, 
Like, I was not down with this. She was his ex-girlfriend, and I knew that he really loved her, and I felt like their connection was, like, more serious. Um, so I uh, broke up with him, and I needed to get out of my house because we lived together. And so um, I went up to Harbin for a few days to kind of, like, cleanse my... I know, right? like, it's beautiful, but it's coming back um, soon. I saw the email on their newsletter, but it... Uh, <laughs> Yeah, um, where were we? Um, so I went to Harvard and I like I was like, okay, I'm gonna like relax and like soak the deuce bag out of my system and chill and uh, you know not try to like think about like you know how much like prettier and like more chill and like just you know more like you know a, the patriarchy just loves this lady. I don't know, but I was just like. I was just trying not to be jealous, trying to mellow out, and so, um, you know, I went up there, and then it was just a good, and then, like, a, a couple hours into it, I just noticed that I, like, feel kind of sick, and I, like, have a fever, and then, like, a couple hours later, I started noticing that I'm having some bleeding when it's not my period time, and I was like, oh, no, like, what the fuck is going on, and uh, so I, like, drive back from Harbin, I drive immediately to Kaiser, um, and I get tested, and uh, then a couple days later, the doctor from Kaiser calls me back and she's like, Miss Willett, I'm really sorry to tell you this, but you have chlamydia. And I was like, you know, at first I was just like, I was relieved, you know, because I saw the number and I thought maybe HIV, maybe incurable gonorrhea. Like, I sleep with stand up comedians, you know? Like, it's so. I was like, this is. I felt like I got off really easy with the chlamydia, you know? But then she's like, She's like, well, it's, she's like, you know, we don't usually hear people express relief, but I understand, you know, so what we're going to do is we're just going to give you, so we'll prescribe some antibiotics and we'll prescribe an additional set of antibiotics for your partner. And uh, I was like, that's amazing. Like, how many people can you get antibiotics for? And she's like, just one other person. Like, she was, I felt like she was slut shaming me and... Which is weird, you know, because, like, you don't get chlamydia from being, like, just one person that has sex with one other person. Like, that's not... It's not even feminism. It's just reality. Um, and she's like, okay, well, you know, you just... Uh, She's like, well, I just can give you two sets of antibiotics, and you know, if there's anybody else, you know, just call them up and you know, let them know what's going on. Tell them to you know, go to the doctor, get tested. You know, if they uh, you know have it, then they'll just you know get their own prescription. And I'm thinking to myself, like, lady, I'm not having sex with people who have health insurance. Uh, <laughs> that's not part of what I do. Um, I mean, I'm not like some basic ass. Lady, but I'm pretty sure that I know who gave me this chlamydia because there was a stand-up comedian that I had slept with maybe six weeks before this, and uh, he had a bit going about having chlamydia. So I... <laughs> and the year before that, the year before that, he had a bit about having herpes, you know, which was right after I slept with him the first time, and I don't have herpes, but it, anyway, also listening to somebody's, like, open mic set is, like, a really hard way to find out it's time to go to the doctor. And so I was just like, oh, you tricked me again. And so I, I called him up 
up and I tore this guy a new asshole. You know, I was just like, oh my gosh, like, you know, like, you, you should have told me you had this. And he's like, I don't have it. And I was like, just, you know, that's exactly what you would say. And I, just, I was so mad, you know. And, um, and then I go home back to my house and then the roommate is there. And then he's like, hey, Kate, like, I'm just going to tell you, I just... You know, I just found out that I have chlamydia, and uh, you know, my girlfriend has it as well. And so I was like, "Oh shit!" So I fucking called the other guy back, and I was like, "You didn't give me chlamydia, but you still need to go get tested," you know. <laughs> and so I'm just like here with this roommate dude, and um, he's like, you know, I, I was just, I was like, I was really upset. Uh, and then you know, I had my antibiotics, and then his girlfriend comes in, um, and you she had antibiotics as well, and we all just took our antibiotics together, <laughs> which was like, was like a really like humanizing way to just like sort of bonds. Like you know, I didn't really think I had that much in common with this lady, you know, like she's. But it was like, it was nice. It was just like a very real moment. You know, we all knew what we were doing uh, and how we got there. Um, I mean, like, in general, but also specifically. Um, so, anyway, the one thing I didn't mention yet is that this was on Halloween, right? And the place that we lived was like a convent. So I dressed up as a nun. Uh, he dressed up as Jesus because of the convent, but also narcissism. And... <laughs> and then, um, you know, so, it, you know, she's there, she's dressed up as like, you know, Jessica Rabbit or something like that. And, you know, just... Um, but so like the night goes on, we start hanging out. I start, I start, you know, talking to this lady and she, you know, since the chlamydia thing, like she feels comfortable sort of like opening up to me about their relationship. And I guess, you know, he's being kind of douchey to her too. And, you know, so we're, we're just hanging out. Like he's doing his thing, like going around trying to like fuck ladies by like giving them like fake Reiki sessions and like that real hippie shit. Right. And then, um, you know, the night goes on. Uh, he invites me to his room, and it's just really hard to break up with your roommate, you know? And it was just like a hippie situation anyway. So he's like, do you want a spoon? And I was like, I think that's okay, because I think they have an open relationship. Like, we can spoon. Like, I sort of spoon my roommates anyway, you know? And then she comes in, and she's like, oh, sorry, like, but not upset at all. And then, um, you know, I was, I was just like, uh, I didn't know what to do, so I was just like, well, do you want a spoon with us? And... <laughs> She was like super down, and then so we all started spooning. And then we all started making out, like only first base, because we all had chlamydia. Uh, is, it's like weird, because this is like every man's fantasy about this like, oh, I wanna have a threesome, but this was like a really like disgusting threesome. <laughs> So we all, and I like, and then we all started like hooking up, but you know, just like, uh, like above the waist, you know, cause we were like, like, I mean, we were just, you know, contagious. We were like, like anti-vaxxers with measles or whatever, you know, it's just like, so we, uh, we hooked up. Um, then, uh, you know, it was cool cause he was like kind of selfish and stuff. And so I like was happy that there was like another lady to like see it go down. And she's like, Oh, he's like that with you too. And I was like, yeah, like it was like way better to just, it was way better than just like telling my friends about it at brunch, you know? So we both decided to dump that dude like forever. And, uh, but her and I are still friends actually. And, um, we hang out sometimes. She comes to a lot of my comedy shows and brings other people and she's like, that's the guy! 
Um, all right, you guys, thank you so much. It's hard to be a feminist and still want dick. It's hard to care what other people think and still be over it. It's hard to be objectified just the right amount and sometimes still have sex with dudes when they deserve to be called out. Cause they're the worst Men kill people, men start wars But at the same time they're totes adorbs I worry fucking subjugators makes me a traitor Then I get wet, decide to think about it later It's hard to be a feminist and still want it It's hard to care what other people think and still be over it It's hard to be objectified just the right amount And sometimes still have sex with dudes when they deserve to be called out bunch of sex if we speak bluntly we can have even more if we're quiet and hungry i spend my days making life harder for guys who don't acknowledge their inherent power but night comes around and i need to relax i'm sick of talking i just want some ass it's hard to be a feminist and still want dick it's hard to care what other people think and still be over it it's hard to be objectified just the right amount and sometimes still have sex with dudes when they deserve That was It's Hard to Be a Feminist and Still Want Dick by Rachel Lark. Yep, you know her from Body. And our storyteller, Kate Willett. Ooh. Do you love body storytelling? How about sex? Do you like talking about it? There's a secret club I want to invite you to. Our Patreon. Come chat with me and some of the storytellers featured in the shows or on the podcast. Watch and listen to behind-the-scenes stories and hear these podcast episodes with no commercial interruptions. You know, like the one I'm doing right now. In this world, your new body friends will share openly from their own lives, telling you their own tales of polyamory, kink, swinging, fetishes, sex parties, and more. Stories that will inspire you to make 2022 the year that you make your adventurous dreams come true. Right now, I've got a special holiday offer for new Patreon members. You'll receive a custom-made thank you card from me, and inside, it'll include a golden key to a whole new world, along with collectible body stickers. Plus, if you act now, you'll get access to every single body livestream replay. All for joining Body's Patreon at the $10 a month level or higher. 
You'll smile that secret smile as you finger that little golden key dangling from your keychain or necklace, flagging your love for sex, kink, gender, and story. It's our very own secret safe space to belong to, where you can listen, tell, and connect on a deeper level. Discover what joy awaits you in the body speakeasy. Go to patreon.com slash body right now, and I'll see you inside. Yes! Well, that's our time for this week. But before I go, reminder, please write us a review wherever you listen to podcasts. Rate, subscribe, and review makes a huge difference in people finding us. I want to thank the people who make this podcast possible. Thank you to Donald Mooney, David Grossoff, Mosa Maxwell-Smith, Joe Moore, and podcast producer Marty Garcia. I'm sexual folklorist Dixie Delatour. This has been episode 203 of the Body Storytelling Podcast. We wouldn't have made it this far without you. I appreciate you so much. And thanks for listening. <laughs>